War and Peace, Book 11, Chapter 21 Read for LibriVox.org by Harry Inc. The Russian troops were passing through Moscow from two o'clock at night till two in the afternoon, and bore away with them the wounded and the last of the inhabitants who were leaving. The greatest crush during the movement of the troops took place at the Stone, Moskva and Yalza bridges. While the troops, dividing into two parts when passing around the Kremlin, were thronging the Moskva and the stone bridges, a great many soldiers, taking advantage of the stoppage and the congestion, turned back from the bridges and slipped stealthily and silently past the church of Vasily the Beatified and under the Borovitsky gate, back up the hill to the red square when some instinct told them they would easily take things not belonging to them. Crowds of the kind seen at cheap sales filled all the passages and alleys of the bazaar, but there were no dealers with voices of ingratiating affability inviting customers to enter. There were no hawkers, nor the usual motley crowd of female purchasers, but only soldiers, in uniforms and overcoats though without muskets, entering the bazaar empty-handed, and silently making their way out through its passages with bundles. Tradesmen and their assistants, of whom there were but few, moved about among the soldiers quite bewildered. They unlocked their shops and locked them up again, and themselves carried goods away with the help of their assistants. On the square in front of the bazaar were drummers beating the muster call, but the roll of the drums did not make the looting soldiers run in the direction of the drums as formerly, but made them, on the contrary, run farther away. Among the soldiers in the shops and the passages, some men were to be seen in grey coats with closely shaven heads. Two officers, one with a scarf over his uniform and mounted on a lean, dark grey horse, the other in an overcoat and on foot, stood at the corner of Ilyinka Street, talking. A third officer galloped up to them. The general orders them all to be driven out at once, without fail. This is outrageous. Half the men have dispersed. Where are you off to? Where? He shouted to three infantrymen without muskets, who, holding up the skirts of their overcoats, were slipping past him into the bizarre passage. Stop, you rascals! But how are you going to stop them? replied another officer. There is no getting them together. The army should push on before the rest bolt, that's all. How can one push them on? They are stuck there, wedged on the bridge, and they don't move. Shouldn't we put a cordon around to prevent the rest from running away? Come, go in there, drive them out, shouted the senior officer. The officer in the scarf dismounted, called up a drummer, and went with him into the arcade. Some soldiers started running away in a group. A shopkeeper with red pimples on his cheek near the nose and a calm, persistent, calculating expression on his plump face hurriedly and ostentatiously approached the officer, swinging his arms. "'Your honour, he said, "'be so good as to protect us. "'We won't grudge trifles. "'You are welcome to anything. "'We shall be delighted. "'Pray, I'll fetch a piece of cloth at once "'for such an honourable gentleman, "'and even two pieces with pleasure, "'for we feel how it is. 
But what's all this? Sheer robbery! If you please, could not guards be placed if only to let us close the shop? Several shopkeepers crowded around the officer. Ah, what twaddle, said one of them, a thin, stern-looking man. When one's head is gone, one doesn't weep for one's hair. Take what any of you like. And flourishing his arms energetically, he turned sideways to the officer. It's all very well for you, Ivan Sidorich, to talk, said the first tradesman angrily. Please, step inside, your honour. Talk indeed, cried the thin one. In my three shops here I have a hundred thousand rubles worth of goods. Can they be saved when the army is gone? Aye, what people? Against God's might our hands can't fight. Come inside, your honour, repeated the tradesman, bowing. The officer stood perplexed, and his face showed indecision. It's not my business, he exclaimed, and strode on quickly down one of the passages. From one open shop came the sound of blows and vituperation, and just as the officer came up to it, a man in a grey coat with shaven head was flung out violently. This man, bent double, rushed past the tradesman and the officer. The officer pounced on the soldiers who were in the shop, but at that moment fearful screams reached them from the huge crowd on the Moskva bridge, and the officer ran out into the square. "'What is it? What is it?' he asked, but his comrade was already galloping off past Vasily the Beatified in the direction from which the screams came. The officer mounted his horse and rode after him. When he reached the bridge, he saw two unlimbered guns. The infantry crossing the bridge, several overturned carts, and frightened and laughing faces among the troops. Beside the cannon a cart was standing, to which two horses were harnessed. Four boyzois, with collars, were pressing close to the wheels. The cart was loaded high, and at the very top, beside a child's chair with its legs in the air, sat a peasant woman uttering piercing and desperate shrieks. He was told by his fellow officers that the screams of the crowd and the shrieks of the woman were due to the fact that General Ermolov, coming up to the crowd and learning that soldiers were dispersing among the shops while the crowds of civilians blocked the bridge, had ordered two guns to be unlimbered and made a show of firing at the bridge. The crowd, crushing one another, upsetting carts and shouting and squeezing desperately, had cleared off the bridge, and the troops were now moving forward. End of chapter 21 Recording by Harry Inc. Melbourne, Australia